You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, time to get another week started right here on the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire, contributor to AthlonSports.com and the editor of Nittany Lions Wire on the USA Today sports media group. Make sure you go check out the new website at NittanyLionsWire.usatoday.com. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order. And of course, later in this episode, we'll have an update on the Built Bar Madness Tournament that's going on as they determine the best Built Bar on the market. Meanwhile, the NCAA Tournament continues to be a little bit of a disaster for the entire Big Ten. We'll get it all into that in today's episode. Of course, Penn State men's basketball coach is now officially in Happy Valley. The Penn State wrestling program continues to thrive on a national level. And this is a big week for some NFL future hopefuls out of the Penn State program with Pro Day coming up later this week. Before we get into all of that, I want to make sure you guys are following this podcast on your favorite podcasting app. We're on Spotify, Radio.com app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, whatever you use to listen to podcasts, whatever you're using to listen to my voice right now, make sure you follow this podcast for free. And of course, leave a rating and a review. Your support and your feedback really does help us with the placement of this podcast on those various podcasting mediums. We could not do this without you. And of course, we also want you to connect with our podcast on a regular basis by connecting with us on our social media platforms. We're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, all using the username Locked On Nittany. So follow along on your favorite podcasting app. Give us a follow on Twitter. Give us a like on Facebook and check out our Instagram page. Lots of stuff getting you covered with all angles of Penn State athletics moving forward. Nittany Nation, the Shrews crew is locked and loaded, heading your way. We are. That, of course, is the voice of new Penn State men's basketball coach, Micah Shrewsbury, who was aboard a private plane with his family, leaving from Indiana on their way to Happy Valley to get settled in for Shrewsbury's new job as the full-time head coach of the Penn State men's basketball program. Of course, Shrewsbury was hoping to still be continuing some work with Purdue this week, but Purdue ended up being one of the many teams in the Big Ten to have a disappointing first weekend in the NCAA tournament. Purdue actually losing their first round matchup against North Texas, who took on Villanova last night as we move forward. And now Shrewsbury is uh, put out a statement to the Purdue family, wishing them all the best of luck and thanking them for their time and their support during their time in Purdue. Of course, Shrewsbury was making two stops in Purdue. Uh, both previously before uh, getting a chance to go off to the NBA uh, with his former head coach at Butler, Brad Stevens, and uh, once again returning to Purdue, coming from the Boston Celtics, and now getting this opportunity to be a full-time head coach once again, uh, and this time in the Big Ten. So uh, lots of excitement, I think, for the, the new era for Penn State basketball. And obviously, if you watched the Purdue game uh, on Friday night with the interest of seeing exactly how Purdue's offense was going to be run, Ended a little bit disappointing because obviously Purdue had a little bit of a tough matchup against a very inspired North Texas team. And Purdue 
Uh, took the lead in the second half, and it looked like they were going to be in full control. And then all of a sudden, the offense just kind of goes dry in the last few minutes, and they're unable to hold off North Texas, and then they end up losing in overtime. So, yeah, a little bit of a disappointing way for Shrewsbury to go out at, with Purdue. Again, he was the pretty much the offensive coordinator for that Purdue coaching staff. And when the offense goes dry the way it did, yeah, it might cause a slight cause for alarm but obviously there's so much building to do at Penn State and there's so much uh, respect for Shrewsbury I think from the coaching community uh, and from from some of his previous uh, stops that there's still a lot of reason to be excited and first of all this is a brand new head coach coming into a Penn State program that really has nowhere to go but up and yeah they've had some upticks in momentum in more recent years compared to the history of Penn State basketball but as I've said before the bar of success or the, the ceiling for success for Penn State should be considerably higher than where it currently feels like it is right now. You know, Penn State men's basketball is kind of the uh, the ugly stepchild of the Penn State uh, athletics department. It, it feels as though, from my point of view. So honestly, like I said, there's really nowhere for it to go but up. And bringing in Shrewsbury, a guy that has experience developing and working with talent at the NBA level and has been a part of some very successful programs at Purdue and at Butler, there is, um, there's reason to feel pretty good about this coaching hire, especially since it looks like the Indiana Hoosiers are kind of scrambling and reaching for a little bit of a big name hire that doesn't really inspire a whole lot of confidence in where they are. So the fact that Penn State could potentially be making a very solid coaching hire for its basketball program, where a program like Indiana is kind of scrambling to try and find something that works, maybe this is the change into the guard. I don't know. And again, I'm not saying that Shrewsbury is going to come in and automatically turn Penn State into the Big Ten powerhouse, but this is a program that certainly has the potential to be much better than what it currently is on a regular basis. And when I say that, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. I just feel as though it should be an accomplishment and it should be a realistic goal and expectation that Penn State goes to an NCAA basketball tournament more often than once every 10 years. You know, 2001, 2011, whatever the case was, uh, they've been to the NCAA tournament twice since the dawn of the century. So that's unacceptable as far as I'm concerned. Yes, they've had some success in the NIT. I get that. But we're talking about the NCAA tournament and nine teams from the Big Ten made the NCAA tournament this weekend. And, uh, you know, only a couple are left. But I do think that I, I think that it's very important to understand that Shrewsbury has a lot of work to do. And apparently he has put together, he's starting to put together his coaching staff. We'll see where he goes. And there's a lot of work to be done right off the bat because so many players entered that transfer portal, which we talked about last week. So how many of those players end up leaving? How many of those players get a chance to reconsider their options and you know, decide to go forward with Shrewsbury? That remains to be seen. But this is a pretty important week for Shrewsbury to not only turn the page for this entire basketball program, but get things started on the right foot. And of course, we're going to hear a lot more details and a lot more information and a lot of his thoughts as he gets a chance to really settle in and meet with the media and start to address what his plan is for this program moving forward. Today's episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED, and they can help men gain extra confidence for when it is time to perform behind those closed doors. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and absolutely no waiting in line at the pharmacy. 
and it ships right to your door. So you get to do everything in total privacy and it's an incredibly simple process to get you started. Just sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you're gonna receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. If you don't like swallowing pills, no problems here. Blue Chew's pills are totally chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are also made in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than going to the pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our listeners right now. You can try Blue Chew for free when you use our promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Just pay $5 of shipping. That's bluechew.com. Promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. Well, I don't know about you guys, but my bracket is surely busted at this point after one weekend of play. And I made a few donations to the Bet Online Bank Reserves this weekend, but that's okay because betting on sports and all the sports entertainment out there is so much fun with Bet Online. They are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports action. They've got the college basketball tournaments covered. Of course, they've got the NBA, the NHL. You can even bet on reality TV shows at this point. There's real time updated odds and props on just about anything you can imagine at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. Like I said, it is the best way to place your bets and it is totally free to sign up. Head to the website right now, betonline.ag or use your mobile device. Sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. And that makes um, losing some of the picks along the way this weekend in a very eventful tournament a little bit easier to swallow because you get that 50% welcome bonus and there's no limit to what that bonus will be on top of your first deposit. But you have to use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. It's a very eventful weekend, not just in the world of college basketball, but put some big news out of the NBA with the injury to LeBron James. So get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on all the latest sports news in every major sport with the help of our local experts across the Locked On podcast network. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It was also an eventful weekend for Penn State Athletics. Well, we just mentioned that the new men's basketball coach was on his way to Happy Valley, is getting settled in right now. The wrestling program continues to be one of the dominant forces in the world of college wrestling. And I've never been really big into college wrestling, but I know that at Penn State, wrestling has a little bit of a different breed uh, compared to some of the other schools that are out there. Penn State is a wrestling school. You know, we always talk about whether or not this school is a football school or a basketball school. And yes, Penn State overall is absolutely, without a doubt, a football school. But it is also a wrestling school. And I understand the, the following for college wrestling, it's a little bit of a niche, niche, or whatever, however you want to pronounce that word. It's a little bit of a niche category. But I do know that the following that follows this Penn State wrestling program is very passionate about the developments of it. And I knew that it was already a successful wrestling program before Kale Sanderson was hired as the head coach. But Penn State made sure that they hired the absolute best head coach out there. And Kale Sanderson has continued to add to that Penn State legacy. Now, they didn't win the team national championship this weekend. That went to the Iowa Hawkeyes, another very strong (laughs) college wrestling program. So there's really no shame in coming second to Iowa. Obviously, there's a little bit of a, a rivalry there trying to get past Iowa. And of course, Kale Sanderson with that Iowa tie. We all know about that. But I do think that it is very impressive to see what this wrestling program continues to achieve year in and year out. 
This weekend at the NCAA Wrestling Championships in St. Louis, Penn State added four new individual national champions to their program's history with Roman Bravo Young, Nick Lee, Aaron Brooks, and Carter Starocci uh, all taking home national championships in their individual weight classes. That's 27 national titles now under Kale Sanderson, 48 for Penn State wrestling as a program throughout its history. So you see that Penn State has had that wrestling history, but Kale Sanderson continues to just improve on what was already a pretty solid program. He has certainly taken Penn State wrestling to another degree. And like I said, they didn't win the team national championship this year, but they did finish in second place. And there is really no shame in finishing that high. Obviously, we all know that the bar is a little bit higher for Penn State wrestling, uh, but I do think that there's really nothing to be ashamed of. So they had, what, nine, nine players, I believe, qualified for the wrestling championships. They had four that reached their na their national championship matches in their particular weight classes, and they go 4-0 in the national championship. So when they reached that level, <laughs> they took out some really good wrestlers along the way, including a couple of number one seeds from Iowa. That's what helped Penn State move up into a second-place finish. Now, obviously, Iowa had a very successful run as well, but you're talking about one of the most dominant programs that Penn State has as an athletics department going right now. And I've talked about this before. You know, we've seen that the Penn State hockey program has really grown up very quickly and has become one of the top programs, I, I guess we'll say, within the Big Ten right now. Obviously, a little bit of an early exit this year, a little bit of a down year uh, compared to where they were a year ago. Uh, Penn State men's lacrosse has had a really good run in recent years. Obviously, also a rough start this year. But you're starting to see you know, women's volleyball has always been impressive. Men's volleyball also a very good program as well. Uh, you see a lot of success around the athletics department, and you're only hoping that one day Penn State football will get on to the college football level of caliber and maybe make some regular runs towards a Big Ten title and a potential spot in the college football playoff, and maybe that'll be just around the corner. We'll see. But again, going back to that basketball idea that the men's basketball program really needs to kind of get caught up. And, you know, the women's program too. You know, the women's program used to be really good. used to be one of the top programs out there. You know, not UConn or Tennessee level, but still a very good program. And it feels like it's been a long time since uh, we've seen Penn State women's basketball on that same level. So basketball for both men and women certainly have room for improvement at Penn State. And I do think that there should be a commitment if there is. No, I'm, sure, I'm sure there is a commitment. I shouldn't word it that way. But I, I do feel like Penn State and Athletics Director Sandy Barber, they would love to see their basketball programs performing on the same kind of level that we see from the wrestling program, from lacrosse, from volleyball, uh, You know, I, I believe from football. I think football is still at a pretty good level as well. Even after last year, I think all things considered, things are going pretty smoothly for the entire Penn State Athletics Department. And there's really no reason to suggest that they can invest and make so much of an emphasis on success on the wrestling mat and not have that same passion or you know, desire to have the same kind of success on the basketball court. So I think that moving forward, I think Penn State Athletics is in a pretty good spot, all things considered. And I do think that there is plenty of reason to believe that Penn State does want to succeed in basketball, both men and women. And I think getting the right coaching hire is always the most important thing. I think they got the right hire with James Franklin with the football program. I think they obviously nailed it out of the park with Cal Sanderson and the wrestling program. And there's been so many good coaches to come through the Penn State Athletics Department over the years. There really is no reason to suspect that Penn State just views basketball as an outlier and is just going to go through with a level of mediocrity. I do think that the desire is there to get basketball caught up to speed with some of these other programs 
We'll see if Michael Shrewsbury is able to do that moving forward. All right, real quick question for you guys. How is your bracket doing? No, 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 not that bracket. Your, your Built Bar, Bar Madness, Madness bracket. bracket. That's right. Today's matchup is a pretty easy one for me. You've got Coconut coming off a bye week against Birthday Cake, who has a first-round victory against Mocha. So your matchup is Coconut or Birthday Cake. And honestly, I don't think you can go wrong with either one of these. And I think I'm going to go with the upset. I think Birthday Cake pulls off the stunner against Coconut. That will lock up one of the last two spots remaining in the enticing eight. Of course, tomorrow's matchup to look forward to will feature Coconut Brownie Chunk, a very strong contender, going up against Lemon Almond Cheesecake. We'll talk about that matchup a little bit more in tomorrow's episode. That's right. We've got the enticing eight being filled up in the next couple of days as we move forward to determine a Built Bar championship. And of course, you can cast your votes online at BuiltBar.com and you can follow all of the action with the updates on their Twitter account at Bar underscore Built. And of course, if you want to check out Built Bars for yourself, go ahead to BuiltBar.com. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the The best best tasting tasting protein protein bar. The NFL Draft is just weeks away, so it's time now to start following our Locked On NFL Draft duo. The Draft Dudes podcast watches every prospect so you don't have to. And the Locked On NFL Draft podcast is your daily draft news and mock draft podcast. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and Draft Dudes on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. And that leads us into our next subject that I wanted to address in today's episode, which is the fact that this is a pretty big week for a couple of Penn Staters looking to impress those NFL draft scouts because Penn State's Pro Day is coming up, I believe, on Thursday of this week. So now is a great time to really start digging in and trying to figure out exactly what is being monitored here from the NFL draft scouts as we look forward to seeing what some of these NFL draft prospect hopefuls hope to perform and what they hope to show off. Now, if there's one thing that we do know from Penn State players throughout the course of James Franklin's run as the head coach is Penn State players perform well in this kind of a setting. So I don't know if this necessarily is going to make or break any player's draft position. But you look at a player like Jason Owe, putting on a really good performance in this kind of a setting could really help solidify whether or not he's going to be a first-round draft pick. And, of course, first-round draft money versus second-round draft money, there's a little bit of a difference there. So an event like this is pretty important, not just for you know making sure that a player is going to be drafted, but really kind of looking forward to seeing exactly where they're going to be drafted. That's pretty important this time, especially for a player that's kind of either on the fringe of being drafted or uh, right on the edge of maybe making the first round, maybe even making the second round. Uh, this is the opportunity because – more so than ever, you're not going to get the same kind of opportunity with an NFL draft combine, which you typically have in a more normal year. This is obviously still not a normal circumstance for an NFL draft prospect moving on to the next level. So it's very important to take advantage of the pro day event as much as you possibly can. And then hopefully you follow that up with a solid showing with the NFL combine, or you show some improvement between your pro day and your combine. The last thing you want to do is put on a fantastic pro day and then kind of have a lackluster uh, scouting combine uh, performance down the line again very different year this year with no official scouting combine it's all going to be virtual I don't know if that really means anything but it is kind of different and I think being able to perform under the pressure with multiple eyes watching you in person probably does you better off in the grand scheme of things but again 
All you got to do is do what you do. <laughs> Put on a strong showing, lift the weights, jump high, run fast, all that good stuff, and you're going to be in a pretty good position moving forward. Uh, I don't believe that Penn State's Pro Day is being televised the way that a couple other Pro Day events have been, but it's still something that we're going to be keeping an eye on throughout the week and see what those NFL draft scouts have to say. And you definitely want to check out the NFL draft uh, podcast that we have here on the Locked On Podcast Network, see what they say uh, coming out of Penn State's Pro Day and, of course, every other Pro Day event that's out there. This is a very important year, a very important time of the year, I should say, for a lot of uh, players hoping to get on to the next level. We already know that Micah Parsons, he's pretty much locked in to being a first-round pick. Uh, but again, like a player like Jason Owe could really uh, solidify his case to be considered for the first round. It looks like he's uh, being considered by many to be a late first-round draft pick. So putting on a really good showing in a pro day event and, of course, whatever virtual combine experience he goes through, that's going to be really cool to see if he can really take advantage of that. And like I said earlier, James Franklin's players you know, have put on very good showings in these kind of atmospheres. It's like they are trained for this kind of environment. They're, they're trained specifically to thrive uh, in this kind of experience. And that's why and many times at the NFL scouting combine, you see guys like Bruce Feldman coming out and really, really being impressed and you know, reflecting on how many scouts and analysts and coaches are impressed with what Penn State players are doing at these combine type events. So yes, there's a lot of importance riding on this upcoming Pro Day. We'll talk a little bit more about it as the week unfolds, as we go closer to the Pro Day and when we come out of the Pro Day, because it's going to be a big storyline for Penn State. Of course, a lot of attention should be shifted back on what's going on with spring football practices and what's going on with the developments, what kind of progress is being made. We didn't really touch a whole lot on it last week because there was so much other stuff going on. But now's a good time to get back to grounds and get back to basics with what's going on with James Franklin and the football program because there is a lot of stuff going on. The running back position has taken on a little bit of a spotlight the last few days. I've said I'm pretty satisfied with the depth that Penn State has at running back, but there is some competition to figure out exactly who's going to be the main guy, if there is going to be a main guy. That's something that certainly is going to be evaluated throughout the course of this spring. We talked a little bit last week about how Penn State has made the decision to open up Beaver Stadium for some fans. Obviously, family members of players are going to be invited into Beaver Stadium, but Penn State making the weird decision to allow first-year students to come into the stadium rather than seniors and fourth or fifth year uh, students uh, getting a chance to enjoy Beaver Stadium on a football-like atmosphere one final time before they head off, instead giving that opportunity to first-year students that haven't had a chance to experience it. Yet. I'm still a little confused by some of the logic going on there. I, I feel like I understand the logic, but I don't necessarily agree with it, but I'm sure there's still lots of opinions out there on whether or not it's the right decision for Penn State. But again, we'll have to just wait and see if even Penn State even has a spring game. It's, I guess it's still kind of up in the air, although they're certainly moving forward towards expecting to play some kind of a spring scrimmage. So that'll be good, obviously, to get in a full spring practices. We haven't really seen a whole lot of um, uh, reports about players being able or being unavailable or anything like that. So that's always a good thing, but uh, still a long way to go between now and the end of spring practices. But for right now, uh, all things look pretty solid. I think where the Penn State program is right now on the football field, uh, you're not seeing a whole lot of negativity, a lot of pessimism. I do think that ending the season in 2020 the way that they did certainly helped kind of cause or create more of a positive environment moving into the spring in this past offseason and moving into what they hope is going to be a much more successful 2021 season. 
very challenging schedule. We have talked about that before, but I do think that where James Franklin has this program should be in a pretty good spot. And I think the offensive coordinator, Mike Yurcich, working with Sean Clifford, a quarterback, and developing this running game is really going to continue to impress, I think, as we move forward throughout the spring and then going into the fall. So we'll get back to a little bit more of what's coming out of the spring football practices as the week unfolds. And, uh, of course, we're going to hear from Michael Shrewsbury as the men's basketball coach uh, this week. So lots of stuff still to look forward to as this week goes for Penn State Athletics. And that's going to do it for today's episode. Hopefully we get your week started off on the right foot. Make sure you are following this podcast for free on your favorite podcasting app, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can catch us on the Radio.com app or the iHeartRadio app, including and as well as Stitcher and Google Podcasts. Any other way you listen to podcasts these days, you can catch us, you can follow us, and of course you can leave those readings and reviews. It really helps us out as we continue to improve our placement across those various podcasting apps. You can also connect with us on our social media platforms. We're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, all using the username of LockedOnNittany. I am Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Check out Nittany Lions Wire on the USA Today Sports Media Group at NittanyLionsWire.usatoday.com. And, of course, check out my college football content on AthlonSports.com. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for getting your week started with the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. Make sure you check out all the other great stuff going on across the Locked On Podcast Network, including Locked On Big Ten, which I'm sure has a few things to say about a very disappointing weekend for Big Ten schools in the NCAA tournament. But, hey, at least they got a chance to enjoy one college basketball game at the very minimum, unlike we did at Penn State. But that's another story for another day. Make sure you check out Locked On Big Ten. I'll be with you guys back again once again tomorrow. Tomorrow will be our Twitter Tuesday episode. So if you have any questions or comments that you want to add to the show, make sure you hit us up on our Twitter account at LockedOnNitney with your thoughts. And we'll get them in tomorrow's podcast. Thanks again for listening and enjoying this podcast. And I will talk to you guys all again tomorrow. Tomorrow.